Hey, it's Dan Leach. Be sure to check out my podcast, the Detroit CityCast, presented by Bet Rivers. We dive into the betting angle for all the Detroit teams and the Michigan Wolverines and Michigan State Spartans as well. If you're from Detroit or a fan of any of the Detroit or college teams in the Michigan area and want to become a sharper better, this is the podcast for you. So please subscribe, follow, and listen to the Detroit CityCast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Detroit City Cast with Dan Leach, presented by Bet Rivers. And welcome in to Wild Wednesday right here on the Detroit City Cast. We've got a jam-packed show for you today. We're talking to my man Matt Charbonneau, beat writer for the Detroit News for the Michigan State Spartans about the game of the century and all that this Saturday's high noon tilt between number six Michigan and number eight Michigan State one tail. And first time I get a chance to do a little crossover action with my counterpart in Philly, my man Ryan Rothstein, the host of the Philadelphia CityCast. We will talk with him about Lions and Eagles, and I'm going to have to see if he wants to take Jared Goff instead of uh, Jalen Hurts as his quarterback. That's how bad things are getting in Philly. But first, let's take a trip to the Motown betting window. It's brought to you by Bet Rivers, and we'll start with that Lions and Eagles game. And the Eagles still sitting steady right now, minus 3.5, minus 113 for that game at Ford Field, 1 o'clock on Sunday. Lions plus 3.5, minus 108 right now at Bet Rivers. Money line, minus 175 for the Fly Eagles Fly, and the Lions plus 150. The total gone down a little bit, uh, 48.5 is where it's at right now. The over minus 109, the under uh, minus uh, 112. little action on the under so far. I don't really have an opinion on the total in this one. I definitely am starting to lean towards taking the Lions plus the three and a half, but we've talked about this throughout the year. There's just no trust taking the Detroit Lions in any game this year. They fought hard in most of them. They've been in most of these games, but they're 0-7. And, you know, the Eagles are still a more talented team overall than Detroit, and I can see Jalen Hurts slicing and dicing uh, that banged-up Detroit defense. But I think the three and a hook at home against a, a pretty an Eagles team, which is not that good, is the value play there. Uh, and a small, a small lean, a very small lean on taking the Lions money line plus 150. Because if you're going to take the three and a half, there's a good chance the Lions could win this game. You think they're going to cover the three and a half. And you put a small, maybe a half unit play on the money line plus the 150. And then, of course, the big game in East Lansing. High noon, college game day is going to be there. ESP, or Fox's big noon kick crew is going to be there. I mean, there's like five different shows that are going to be live uh, up from East Lansing. I can't wait to be up there. I might get up there at like 6.30 a.m. on Saturday. But right now, that line sitting at 4.5 for Michigan at Bet Rivers. Uh, minus 110 both sides. Money line up to minus 205 for the Wolverines. And plus 160 for the Spartans. And that total has been sitting right around 50-51. It's 50 right now. The over minus 113. Overtaking a little more money uh, with the public right now in the under. The under is 50 minus 108. And as I've said throughout this week... As we get closer and closer to game time, I still believe that Michigan is the more talented team. Yes, Michigan State's got Kenneth Walker, a Heisman candidate. Yes, they've got Reed and Naylor, two great receivers. And yes, their quarterback, Peyton Thorne, has overall been better than Kane McNamara. But Michigan's got Kane, who's thrown one interception all season long. They've got J.J. McCarthy, who can come in, run plays, throw the ball, and run the ball. They've got the overall better crop of running backs. They've got, in my opinion... Just a little more talent on defense with guys like Hutchinson and Ross. It's very close. 
And both teams have played very similar schedules as far as who they played. You know, when you combine all that together and say, okay, who's got the more impressive resume? But you look at the SP Plus numbers uh, that you can get on ESPN from, uh, you know, this great system they devised where you can find out just kind of in real time, Bill Connolly for Football Outsiders has put it together. The bat, the way he describes SP Plus is it's a tempo and opponent-adjusted measure of college football efficiency. And that is, you know, it's a real-time thing. It's forward-thinking. It's not about where what the teams have done in the past. It's about what the teams are doing now and how that could play out moving forward. So, example, the game this Saturday, and Michigan is still six, seven points better than Michigan State in that SP Plus. That's why they're a favorite. Because if you look at it like this, Michigan's minus four and a half. Some of that's inflated because, as we've talked about, there's a ton of you know public action on the Wolverines, whether it's a good bet or not. It's just the way it is. And they're basically saying, the odds makers, that Michigan's a touchdown favorite. Because Michigan State and the Spartans are going to get three points or so for being at home. And Michigan's a four and a half point favorite. So you add in a little bit of the inflation, six and a half, seven points, basically a touchdown favorite are the Wolverines because they're playing this game on the road. Meaning if this game was in Ann Arbor... Uh, the Wolverines might be seven and a half, eight point favorites against Michigan State, even with both teams being undefeated. We'll continue to monitor this throughout the week and really looking forward to talking to my man, Matt Charbonneau, the beat writer for the Detroit News for Michigan State basketball and football. Does a hell of a job. He's coming right up. Bet River Sportsbook wants you to be in control of your football bets. That's why players love the same game parlays at Bet Rivers. Same game parlays let you mix and match player props and game bets and gives a payout boost to the winning combinations you want to root for. Combine two bets or combine many. You pick your confidence level and then watch the game unfold. Bet on same game parlays at Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app or go to betrivers.com today. Must be 21. Playable in Michigan only. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-270-7117. The Detroit City Cast is presented by Bet Rivers. Bet Rivers Sportsbook is the industry leader when it comes to online sports betting, and it has you covered for the NFL season. They are offering same-game parlays in all pro football matchups. They are bringing back their reduced the juice promotion on game days, and this NFL season, they have a one million dollar beat the spread challenge with thousands of dollars given away each week. Pro football betting is more rewarding at Bat Rivers. Download the app or go to BetRivers.com to bet. And here he is, the White Star himself, beat writer for the Spartans football and basketball for the Detroit News. I think you do volleyball, field hockey, and other stuff too, right? Everything, Matt? Oh, sure. I mean, hey, there's a Big Ten women's soccer this weekend too. We'll maybe squeeze that in as well. Well, it's the great Matt Sharman. I mean, before we get into anything, I cannot believe... And we're going to get into this ridiculously huge week uh, and huge game for Michigan and Michigan State. But you got a basketball exhibition tonight? It's it's October 27th. What the hell is going on? Fans back in the press. I guess it's great. Well, you know, that's why we are, our time is a little shorter today. But, yeah. I mean, hey, they're going to play a real game in like a week and a half against um, uh, Kansas in the Champions Classic. So, you know, you got to get a little warm-up, I suppose. And, and what better time to do it when there's a – and a meaningless little football game in a couple of days. Yeah, just a real small one. And, and listen, you've been covering it top to bottom. Please follow Matt on Twitter, uh, Matt Charbonneau. And, and listen, I know you had, uh, retweeted a, a Wojo article. I know you've talked about this. Is this the biggest? I mean, I'm 44, 44 years young. Is this the biggest Michigan-Michigan State game in the modern era? I, I, I would say it is. Because um, I'm trying to think back. You know, the 2010 game, they were both unbeaten. But, I, you know, 
I don't remember this sort of buzz at all. Um, 99, I think, was that was pretty well hyped. and But this something feels different about this one. I, I think even like the 2015, they were ranked like, what, 7th and 12th? Right. Um, but it wasn't... It didn't feel like this. Now, after the fact, obviously, that game took on a whole nother meaning with the way it played out. But I don't think going into it, that that anticipation, it wasn't anything like this. And I've been trying to put my finger on, obviously, the, the rankings matter, and they're both unbeaten, and that matters. Um, you, you throw in the fact that they're both in contention in the Big Ten now. You start to see playoff fields, and you start to see their names thrown out there as possibilities. Um, but I think when you add in the fact that we didn't expect either team to be at this point and if anyone comes around and says oh yeah i had them i had them both unbeaten at this point you stop it nobody did um i think when you add all that mix in to see how they've both exceeded expectations this year to see them at this point now and this game now is just more than bragging rights it's more than a trophy this matters beyond that it i just think you throw that all in the mix and this is what we're looking at i i I, it's just amazing to me that we're at this point. I, nobody expected it, so it just adds to it. I, I can't think of a game in this series that's come even close to this in terms of anticipation, what's on the line. Um, I, you know, it's a busy week, but I'm looking forward to the game Saturday. Uh, that's for sure. And you know, it's it's a noon game. I know some people are upset about that. Whatever. I think once the game starts, no one's going to care. And uh, I just, I hope it lives up to the hype. I feel like it's gonna. Yeah, because right, I think teams. I feel like teams are so close. It's it has to. I'd be shocked if one team wins by like two touchdowns. So right, a lot, hopefully it lives up to it. A lot of times they, these games go, and somebody tells me it, it feels exactly like it will. And, and listen, I'm a noted Michigan slab. Obviously, always fair to Michigan State. Even I didn't have Michigan undefeated. I definitely didn't have Michigan State undefeated. And, and I got to ask you, you know, covering this team because you cover them for such a long time, and you've seen the D'Antonio era, and you've seen where they've come now. You know, through that at the end where it got really bad. And Mel Tucker comes in. And last year, we can't say it didn't mean, you know, we talked about this before, you and I, Matt. Not that it didn't mean anything, but it wasn't a real season. It wasn't a regular season with the late start and the COVID stuff and the no fans. For Mel Tucker to be there in year two, his first full year, all these, you know, transfers coming in, a lot of them on defense. And to have a a quarterback in Peyton Thorne, a fringe Heisman candidate right now in Kenneth Walker, Reed and, and Naylor, and just the way this team has played, and fi- even the, 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 the tight ones like Nebraska, or even Western Kentucky that could have maybe gone a different way with a couple different plays here and there. How has Mel Tucker done this? Yeah, I think that's, that's the million-dollar question. I think it's easy to look and say, well, he just went to the transfer portal. And that that's a big part of this, obviously. Um you know, he's, he's approached this kind of like an NFL thing. You know, now there's, we're in the NFLs, you've got a scouting department that's scouting at the NFL level, and you've got a department that's scouting at the college level, obviously. This is kind of how they've now approached it at, at Michigan State. They've got people working on high school recruits, and they got people working on the portal. And it was clear, we all saw that, that this roster wasn't where it needed to be. And now what's the quickest way to turn that around? Clearly is the transfer portal. Right. Um He's, he's obviously shown people and shown other programs how you can turn things around quickly. But I think that's only part of it. I mean, yeah, we've talked about Kenneth Walker, um, guys on the other side, whether it's Quiveras Crouch at linebacker, the two starting corners now, Ronald Williams, uh, Chester Kimbrough from Power 5 programs. That all matters. But the other thing that, that counts here, too, is what he's done with the existing talent. You know, Peyton Thorne beats out a transfer coming in to be the quarterback. Jaden Reed and Jalen Naylor were there. Um, 
You know, we're talking about guys like Cal Halliday as a, as a Mark D'Antonio linebacker. Look, we all we all poo pooed Mark D'Antonio's last couple of classes, and they weren't good. But you've got guys like Cal Halliday, who's as important to that defense as they come. Jeff Petrowski, who's filled in at defensive end with Drew Beasley out. These are D'Antonio recruits. Angelo right. Gross at safety. Um, really important players and important parts of this. Obviously, I just mentioned Naylor and Jaden Reed was a transfer from the old transfer days. Um, but these are guys that were already here and already existed. That offensive line that has – I wouldn't have predicted they could turn it around the way they have, but they have. These are guys that have been around. So it's been able to, to kind of blend all that together with the new guys and somehow get them all to buy in to this – this approach he has, this this life of living in mantras and catchphrases and sayings, which to people outside and professionals might sound kind of hokey. Um, but to these college guys, man, they are buying in with the whole chopping wood and taking <laughs> deep end and, and all that stuff. It it matters to a college player, and these guys have bought in 100%. What's the magic way to do that? I don't know. But Mel Tucker has certainly gotten them to do it, and every guy in that room is on the same page now, whether they've been here, whether they just got here. And I think that's probably been the most impressive part from him. Yeah, point spreads are just that. They, they, they don't always matter, but they're, you know, a gauge that, you know, people talk about. And, and I wonder if there's been any kind of reaction. I mean, I, I know that a lot of these kids don't really necessarily care about point spreads, but the fact that Michigan and Michigan State, both 7-0, and very similar schedules, this game in East Lansing, but yet Michigan State right now, a 4.5-point underdog at Bent Rivers and, and many other sports books. Is that something that surprised you? Because I thought the line would kind of open around three, three and a half. And we know that Michigan fans, the slaps always inflate those lines. But for the Michigan State Spartans and that kind of, especially under D'Antonio, loving the underdog role, is that something you're feeling with Mel Tucker as well? Yeah, I don't know if they've, they haven't publicly said that as much. But I mean, has there been a program in the last 20 years that has used the chip on the shoulder you know, approach better than Michigan State. I don't think so. I mean, so just give them another chip. Here you go. I mean, why not? You know, and it'd be interesting, I guess, if you got some Michigan folks in an honest moment, if they were kind of like, seriously, did you really have to favor us by three and a half? And, you know, <laughs> you know, it's just like, you know, they don't need anything else. I mean, Michigan State's already going to feel that way. They're already going to come into the game a certain way. Will this affect it that much? I don't know. Maybe not, but it certainly doesn't. If you're a Michigan State fan, doesn't hurt in right. terms of that whole prove them wrong and you know and show this team you know what that we matter and all that. So I, you know, it, it, you're right. I was with you. I think I thought it was gonna be around three, something like that. Just just because we know how Michigan betters are, and sports books aren't dumb. You know, they're not they're not in this to lose money. So it made sense to me. Um, it's gone up a little bit. I, I don't know if that surprises me either. So. Uh, the, the interesting thing, though, is when you get down to it, it's going to be within a touchdown, within a score, and I think this game will be within one score. So, you know, if it's a couple points one way or the other, I don't think it's that crazy. Um, we'll just see what end. Uh, I'm sure most people in this rivalry bet with their hearts, at least certain pe- certainly people around here. I uh, damn well do way too much, Matt. That's the key. You know, yeah. you've covered a lot of – we talked about this. You've covered, you know, so many different Michigan Michigan State, you know, games and also the, the, the Spartans themselves and – big games against Ohio State and Penn State and obviously the Michigan games too. What do you think this, I mean, you've got game day there. You've got Fox's big nude crew there. You've got multiple other shows. I'll be up there at 6 a.m. probably trolling around on a scooter. I mean, the I have so many friends that never have gone to a Michigan-Michigan State game that are Michigan fans in East Lansing or, you know, the, the fans of Michigan State that love the team but don't really go to home games but are going to this one. What do you think, paint the, the picture of the atmosphere, even early at like 7, 8 in the morning. I think it's going to be nuts. 
I think without a doubt. Um, and, you know, I know there's some people that were bummed about the, the kickoff team. Not some people, a lot of people. Um, I was. And, and look, I, I get it. I mean, it's easier for me. I'm going to be selfish here and say I'm really happy with the noon kick. But um, there is something different about those night atmospheres. And maybe even if it was a 3.30, it's dark by the second right. half. There's something different about that. There is that extra different feel. It just, you know, it just feels bigger. That said, uh, you're right. By six six in the morning, seven in the morning, those lots are going to be packed. Um, you're already seeing all that stuff go up around campus right now. You have all week. Um, I, I don't think once it comes to it on Saturday that that game time is going to matter much to the people there. I think they're going to be pretty fired up regardless. Um, so you miss a little bit of that that fun and that buzz having the whole day. I'll tell you this though. I think the players in a game like this are probably happier to just wake up and get after it instead of sitting around all day thinking about it. So, you know, it might benefit the players. It might benefit people like me that nobody cares about. Um, So the fans are going to miss out on a little bit of that throughout the day. But I I think once you're in it, like you said, with both those pregame shows, dueling pregame shows, how about that? Um, (laughs) I love that. I think it's gonna. The atmosphere is gonna be, gonna be pretty electric, um, even that early in the morning. So you'll, you'll be up there adding to it. I'm sure. Um, Obviously, I got. Yeah. I, I might even wear my David S. Pumpkins costume. I haven't decided. Or my Squatch costume. I haven't decided yet. Matt, well, before I, I ask you what you think is gonna happen, I, I want to kind of take it from this angle. You know, being a Michigan fan, it's been very tough to believe that Jim Harbaugh can have any kind of different results that he's had now going to year seven. But of course, this year started seven and zero. And won two games on the road that Michigan would not have won recently under Jim Harbaugh or seemingly ever under Jim Harbaugh. And Mel Tucker, as we talked about, first full year, 7-0, and the chop stuff. I mean, talk, talk coming, everything, all the emotional stuff about that. What do you think on both sides? If Michigan State wins this game, obviously they're 8-0. They have a chance to go to the playoff and win the Big Ten. Same thing with Michigan. If Harbaugh loses this game, though, it's the same nonsense, at least – from what we've seen in, in, in the last seven years, in the biggest games, Harbaugh's teams lose. Mel Tucker kind of obviously has more of a leash as a, a brand-new coach, but what do you think a win does for each side of this? Well, I, I think you're right in the Michigan sense. It's, it might be a little bit unfair. If, if Michigan loses, I think you're right. You hear all the same stuff come up again. Now, does that necessarily mean it's if someone's out there saying, well, now fire Jim Harbaugh? That. I think that's a little ridiculous because you still have the rest of the season. play. let's say they lose a one score game to the number eight team in the country on the road. Anybody else loses that game and you're, you're not really bashing a guy. It's not like it's a bad loss. Right. But when you add it to everything up with Jim Harbaugh, you can, I can see that stuff coming up again. Now, if that happens and he turns around and runs the table and they finally beat Ohio state in their 11 one, do you think anyone's going to care? Probably not. But in the moment, you might start hearing that again. And obviously there's motivation to kind of quell all that and say this 7-0 and start's not a fluke. We are for real. We have turned this around. We have figured out how to win these big games. And this would be the best chance for him to prove that. Because quite frankly, I'm not sure either of his teams are beating Ohio State, but <laughs> it's still down the road. Right. Um, so I think it's I think it's huge for Jim Harbaugh. And, I, you know, with Mel Tucker, you're right. He does have more of a leash. This is year two, his first full year. No one's going to lose their mind or think the guy's got to go if they lose. That doesn't mean for a second that anyone's going to be happy about it there. I think they want they want to prove, too. I mean, I think they're both in this position of everyone believes they're both good teams. No one's really sure if either team is really great yet. 
Right. Right. This would be the chance for both teams, but Michigan State as well, to say, all right, you say we haven't beaten anybody. Now we've beaten somebody. You know, so I, it's it's just huge. And you know, look, Ohio State's still looming down the road, but you got to get this one first to worry about that. So um, I, I would say a tiny little bit more pressure on Michigan just because it's it's year seven, as you mentioned, with Harbaugh, and he's caught so much flack for the way they played in some of these big games. So I think there's a, there's a little more pressure there. But, man, it, it's there for Michigan State, too. That they, they don't want anyone to start thinking, see, you weren't for real. And this yeah. would be – this would do that, right? And again, same with them. Who knows how the last four games go, but it, it's so huge to have it against your rival and have it matter in the division and conference race. I don't think anyone is, is trying to contemplate, well, how will we feel if we lose, right? But uh, so we'll see. But a, a tiny little bit more pressure on Michigan, I think, in this one. No, I think you, you said that perfectly. And by the way, in the, in the damned, if you do damned, if you don't category, let's say Michigan State does win. Uh, what's the your your feeling on Mel Tucker? The, the LSU rumors, other big jobs, USC, whatever is I mean, he's not going to jump ship after a, he did it at Colorado after a year. He's not going to do it again at Michigan State, is he? I, I don't feel like it right now, just because this situation. I, I'm not sure LSU. There's some people at LSU, I guess, like him, but you know that AD likes the big splash too. I think there's still other guys they're going to go after, and it's not like 2000 when or when Nick Saban left. Back then, when the university didn't care, the president didn't care, they weren't really invested in football. That is completely flipped now. You know, when you consider the salary Mel's making, what his staff's making, the investments they're putting into this program, another, you know, they're expanding the football building now. You know, they're fundraising for that, continuing to fundraise for that. All that's happening. So I think Mel Tucker is able to sit there and say, look what we can have here. I'm not in his head. Who knows if LSU comes and offers him 10 million bucks if he goes? That hasn't certainly hasn't happened yet, sure. um, but I, I wouldn't. It doesn't feel like this is the time. That said, if Mel Tucker continues to have success here and gets Michigan State back to where Mark D'Antonio had him, Spartan fans get used to it. I mean, it's it's going to keep happening. It didn't happen with Mark D'Antonio. He was clearly more of, I'm good here. I think maybe once or twice you heard his name come up, and it never really went anywhere. This is going to be a thing with Mel Tucker if this program keeps going in this direction this won't be the first time that it's it's, it's going to keep happening and the thing you can feel good about is that the university as a whole the athletic department as a whole now is invested in the success of football so they're going to invest in it so we'll see but i i don't i don't think it's a factor right now i don't think it's going to happen this year but down the road i think his name's going to continue to come up for these so so get used to it i guess it's, a, it's, a, it's like I said, it's a, it's a good, damn you, damn you won't. It's a good thing that's coming up, but you don't want to lose them. All right, before I let you go, thanks so much for the time in a really busy week, Matt. Uh, what happens on Saturday, and what's the biggest you know factor or key you know element in this game for either team to win it? Well, obviously, some of the key ones are always the rushing attack. Whoever runs the ball better usually does, and taking care of the ball is going to be huge. But I, I still think when it comes down to it, Michigan State, has the ability to make some more plays downfield. We've seen it in some of the big plays, obviously, this year. I'm still wondering if those Michigan corners, if they've really been tested yet. Um, I, I think that's, that's going to be a big difference in this game. I think Michigan State's going to make a few more plays down the field, whether it's to Jaden Reed, Jalen Naylor, whether Kenneth Walker busts one. Um, I think Michigan State's going to have a slight edge there. That said, if they can't run the ball and that Michigan defensive front is slowing him down, they're putting pressure on Peyton Thorne, all bets are off because then Michigan State's having quick series. They're punting a lot, and then that Michigan running game can take over. So 
it's it's really so close. It really feels like a toss-up to me, but I feel like a couple plays downfield for Michigan State might make the difference in this one, so that's why I'm giving them a, a slight edge, tiny edge in this one. So you're saying I should cancel my $2,000 with multiple people straight up bets right now and just kind of maybe try to get away from those? No, I'm saying do whatever. You, I'm Michigan. You go with it, pal. Come on. I could be 100% wrong, and Michigan could just run the ball for 400 yards and keep it keeping their hands for 30, you know, 38, 39 minutes, and it doesn't matter. So, Sharbs, you're rarely wrong, my friend. Uh, look forward to seeing you up there. I'll bring you some snacks from the different tailgates. I'm sure you got to. Will you be up there pretty early on, on Sunday, four in the morning, Saturday? I don't know about that. I don't know about that. I'll get there early, though. We'll see. Well, I will bring you snacks. Uh, enjoy Breslin tonight. Thanks so much for the time, and I can't wait till Saturday. Uh, keep following Matt on Twitter at Matt Charbonneau and check out all the stuff in the Detroit News. Matt, thanks so much, and uh, look forward to a great time on Saturday at noon. You got it, brother. Big thanks again to my man, Matt Charbonneau. Please check him out on Twitter at Matt Charbonneau and all the stuff at DetroitNews.com. He's got a lot of good stuff up there leading up to the big game, high noon, Saturday, East Lansing, number six, Michigan, number eight, Michigan State. It is going to be bananas, B-A-N-A-N-A-S, bananas. Thanks again to all of you for listening and sharing and watching and being part of the great fray. And until next time, keep reaching for the stars, believe in the dream. Dan Leach, out. Bet River Sportsbook wants you to be in control of your football bets. That's why players love the same game parlays at Bet Rivers. Same game parlays let you mix and match player props and game bets and gives a payout boost to the winning combinations you want to root for. Combine two bets or combine many. You pick your confidence level and then watch the game unfold. Bet on same game parlays at Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app or go to betrivers.com today. Must be 21. Playable in Michigan only. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-270-7117. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters— With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, 
Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.